0: do not ninja dab me. I was like, I'm going to take a small dab just to show you guys that it does work when it's all capped and filled with water. And I think that that encourages them to ninja dab me because so they put probably a gram on there. It was disgusting. It was so much. Good hash. <sighs> Dude, now I like... I couldn't do the whole thing. I just kept hitting it. I was like, I'm done. Like, that's all I'm doing. And I even looked at, I was like, whoever ninja dabbed me, I'm sorry if I wasted a bunch of hash. Like I, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. I actually asked not to, um, Jesus Christ. I was so stoned though. And then I climbed down off the fucking sesh stool. Cause you know, we got to get on a stool to smoke that six footer. And now everyone wants to start trying the rig, but then there's also like a lot of people that have been waiting to talk to me. So like, now I'm like, Like so stoned Like more stoned than I've ever been on this podcast Like the type of stoned I was Where I was like terrified what's up everybody and welcome to episode 123 of the podcast um on today's episode we're going to be smoking a couple different style bloopers i got the regular 14 mil blooper and then i got the super blooper here which is like a three stack blooper um this month for drops we don't have a sunday sale this april which is like the first time we haven't done a sunday sale in three years because we usually do them every month this is the first time in almost three years we haven't done one in the month and we're not doing one this month because we've been playing a bunch of catch up and kind of still just recovering from the move over here and getting a bunch of loose ends buttoned up. But we still have Patreon drops this month. So there's a couple small Patreon drops this month. If you're a Patreon member, you're still going to see glass dropping this month, clear and full color. But then we will have a really large Sunday sale again coming in May. And then every month to the end of the year, we should be back to our consistent drops again. And um, yeah, um, lots of new stuff coming out. Uh, we've been doing the these different style bloopers. We also have been doing uh, a few different variations of Recycler turp Hammers um, and offering them in clear format too, so there's like some really affordable versions as well of those. Um, we also have coming up a big accessory drop, but this accessory drop's different than a lot of ones we've done in the past. In the past, it's just been like slurper marbles. This accessory drop has spinner caps, RBR spinner caps. It has the slurper sets too. It has flat top sets like that look like these like little ring pop tops. We have... Um, The first batch of control tower sets going out um there's there's just going to be there's probably going to be like five or six different accessories and then quantities of each one in all different rainbow of colors so it's going to be a really awesome accessory drop probably won't sell out because it's going to be a lot of stuff but it's going to be a good way for us to stock our website and give people um a bunch of caps that will match like existing pieces too so if you have a piece you might see your color combo pop up in a spinner cap or like something that will match the set you already have so <coughs> we do have that drop. Hopefully, that one happens by the end of April. That's the goal, or like the last week of April to do the accessory drop. And then we'll have some Patreon drops at the end of April. But as far as a big public Sunday sale, that's going to be in May. Um, man, it's been crazy. We had a, a new guy start up here with us. He's been crushing. His name's um, Pat D or Chad Wook Glass. Um, he's absolutely crushing, helping us get more color prepped and helping take a little bit of weight off of Cormac's shoulder so he can focus more on learning how to start like helping me with parts for actual pipes. Um, he's been uh, helping me, uh, Cormac's been working on like learning how to do our regular 10 mil uh, clear turp hammer, like the parts and learning how to assemble and stuff. So it's been really cool. And also a little bit like kind of like a weird transition for me to like, see someone like making parts to like a piece I'm selling. It just, it's so different. Cause I've always done everything on my own. Um, and to have someone like starting to help with that is like, it's awesome, but it's also, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, oh, well, this is crazy. Like someone else can do something. Like if I get sick or something happens to me for a little bit or I get hurt, like someone else can keep like working and making sure we can like have something available for the people who support us. Um, so it's been it's been really cool, but it's a it's a big transition period for Bear Mountain. It's nuts how how much we're doing and how much this feels like a like a professional like business or operation now. Especially as far as like how like every day coming in here and just like seeing the team, getting everyone ready, setting everyone up with their goals for the week or for the day. And we've been having this dude Johnny, Johnny Boy Eats, I believe is his Instagram name. Um, he's been bringing over fire food, dude. He's like, uh, he's trying to start his own food truck and he's basically been doing experiments on us with his t- tasty treats, just been bringing over the most, people brought over empanadas the other day. He's bringing over pork shoulder tomorrow. that has been marinating for like three days. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's so different here than my house. Like at my house, we couldn't have like really people come over and do that. Like, and like have like little like pizza parties and stuff. It just wasn't appropriate. In my house, my house wasn't big enough. It wasn't like. You know, I have, like, a kiddo there, so, like, can't have, like, adults doing adult things with a child around, you know what I mean? Can't be, like, smoking hash and, like, swearing and stuff. And, like, here it's, like, we have, like, that separate space where we can kind of separate um, that adult lifestyle work stuff away from, like, the family life, which is actually really healthy. It's been a really weird transition and definitely something new getting used to. But now that I'm getting used to it, I'm finding a good balance where I'm fucking, like, crushing and putting out more work and new work. And I'm able to, like, when I go to work, I go to work. Like, when I was working at home, I would constantly be, like, interrupted by something, which isn't a bad thing. Like, but it it also affects how much you actually get done, though, at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure you get as much done in, like... The time you have so that you have other time to spend with your family and do fun shit too, even though my job is super fucking fun. That's why it's hard for me to like not want to be here all the time, just like working. But yeah, right now I'm smoking on some candy cake from Green Dot. Uh the flavors we have on the table today that we're gonna take dabs out of these two bloopers here in a second. We have the A5 wagyu we have the Raspberry Parfait, and then we have some downshift. So a couple gassy strains, one that's like a little fruitier, but if it's from Green Dot, they usually have some sort of little gas in there. Even if it's a fruitier strain, it's going to have some of that, like, nice full... It's a full-bodied strain where you have a little bit of that OG kind of profile in there, too, as well. Um, right now, we're... Teams out in the big studio area, just crushing, working on this accessory stuff. Brandon's shipping, and I'm getting ready to go out of town. I leave on Saturday. i got to take my kiddo to go see her grandparents and spend, like, five days with them. Um... Because we usually have them out here, but they want us to go see them at their house so that they can do the grandparent thing at their grandparent's house. So we're going to go out of town for a few days, see some family, which for me is always, like, super stressful, dude. Like, none of it feels like vacation. Like, my wife and daughter are, like, excited. They're like, yeah, vacation. I'm like, for me, it's just, I'm like, it's like I'm not producing, which means, like, we're getting behind and whatever. So I'm trying to get my head out of that that space where it's, like, I want to be able to shut off work and be able to actually like try to relax a little bit and try to f- get some benefits out of this like forced kind of trip thing um, instead. Because I don't want to be a grumpy Gus, you know. I don't want to be pouting around making people think I'm not having a good time when I'm on like a little vacation with the family. But at the same time, I'm always in my head. I'm like, oh, is the studio okay? Are the dog's okay? Like, what's going on? Like, like are the customers okay? <laughs> is everyone good? I feel like there's so many people I interact with. There's so many people that are looking to me that it's like hard for me to sit down and take a break, you know? Cause I, it's almost like my body wants to take a break, but I'm scared if I sit down and take a break, as soon as I do something bad's going to happen and it's going to immediately fuck up that break. But that could just be me like getting my head a little bit stuck and, um, you know, being like a little bit negative or whatever, but it's, I don't even mean to, you know, it's like, I think it's, if you've had a lot of things happen to you, you almost like expect like when nothing bad's happening right in the moment, you're like, "When's the next thing going to happen to me? Um, but yeah, so we're excited to go out of town and do that. But let's, um, let's look at these bloopers. You guys don't need to hear any more about me, like trying to figure out how to do a vacation. You know, that's fucking weird, but whatever. Oh, my problems, dude. Because we don't do vacations. It's not like, uh, and like, I haven't called it a vacation to, to my wife at all. I have on here. I'm just like, oh, it's something we have to do. So I think I should, when I go home tonight, I'd be like, yeah, we're going on vacation. So she's like, yeah, sick. He's excited now. Not that I'm not excited, but I'm just, I just getting nervous. So I'm smoking the Giant Slurpee today because I fucking forgot my um, regular size 14 millimeter nail at home, and these are both 14s. So we're going to smoke the Giant Slurpee today. It is what it is. It honestly... Works better than a regular nail in my opinion because it's so big that literally none of the terps go down the neck and all of it stays in the barrel because it's so big. So you like get your whole dab. Even if you take a small dab, like you're getting your whole dab. Um, I think we'll take a dab on the regular blooper first, and then we'll work our way into the super blooper and kind of talk about the function and just play and like talk about why I made it and kind of like the whole concept behind it. Um, super grateful to the collectors that these pieces were supposed to be shipped like a week ago. Um, but I had to make some accessories for them and I really wanted to get a podcast episode with them cause we haven't been able to really get any of these full colors on the podcast. Cause like we've been like shipping them before we filmed the episode kind of thing. But, um, I'm excited to get these on here and I'm hopefully the, I know both people that bought these watched the pod. So like, hopefully they're excited to, to see these pieces on here. Um, shout out to John Eddie and jet Ferrari uh what a cool name jet ferrari you know what i mean that's a cool fucking name last name ferrari dude i hope that's his last that's what it says on the packages (laughs) dude like oh when i see that name i'm like dude does this family like have ferrari's dude like if i had the last name ferrari like i'd probably have to find one like my last name's man and i am a man so that works for me but like ferrari dude that's fucking cool dude and then John Eddie you guys know OG Glass Gallery huge supporter of Bear Mountain Studios for many many years this whole family Tristan everybody love you guys you all rule um, it's like a family of collectors you know what I'm saying which is really cool too cuz like I'll see people like posting my glass and like people tag you on Instagram and shit and um, it's just cool to see like so many different family members like collecting glass and posting stuff and being stoked on it makes me feel good um Note to self, I need to get a light colored silicone dish. Actually, we're about to drop a bunch of the. I should just bring one of my Bear Mountain fucking dipping stations. We're about to drop those ISO fucking cleaning stations. Those are coming in the accessory drop too. Totally forgot to say that as well. So we're going to have like the ones that are like sandblasted, say Bear Mountain on them. It. It's like basically like a barber shop barbicide thing. So it's all like uh, Pyrex and it has the metal thing that slides out of it. So you can like pull all the nails and accessories to the surface of the alcohol instead of doing what I'm doing right now and digging through a dark bottomed container trying to find the I found it, (laughs) but the accessory I like, if you've ever like smoked multiple different nails, um, and maybe you're not like this, but for me, I have multiple nails I smoke throughout the week and I, they all have different accessories in my opinion that I think function better in them. It's obviously, like, a preference thing, but, like, I really do think certain accessories function better in certain nails. Whether you use a pillar or a pearl, it really depends on the nail. And we've talked about that on here before, and we've done episodes on it, but it's one of those things I like to reiterate, because there's, like, people that knew that watch it, or people that didn't see that episode. So, yeah. Play around with your accessories and find what works in your nail. Even if a glassblower sends you an accessory set, and maybe, like, the accessories that came with the cap, like aren't your favorite like pair it up with someone else's work like find what works best for you um and then let us know because <clears throat> every nail is different that's like anytime i have someone reach out i'm always like man i wish i could just session so i could smoke your nail and see like so i could give you my two cents on what i think would work best in it um but yeah let's get a dab in on this regular size 14 mil blooper here and these are these are really like nice table pieces um super sturdy and just like but the way they function they're much different than an rbr even though the perk is similar to a double diffused it's like a double diffused perk but it has like larger cuts in it that are welded to the wall so it's like it makes actually two separate spaces like whereas the double diffused perk is like not actually welded so the water creates the membrane this is actually well it's The glass creates it but they have like a really nice controlled pole and man, does it like the water definitely soaks the smoke in these cause how much water it fills up and they require some water too, like most bloopers do. Um, it just really seems to like fill that whole can with bubbles and like, they're just really smooth. It's like the best way for me to describe it is it seems like the perk is really, really doing all the work where it's, it's, Like, this whole can, not only does it fill with bubbles like most of my pieces, but the way the blooper perk works, it just forces the smoke through these smaller holes around this actual disc in there. And I just feel like it makes it that much smoother. Um, Let's warm this bad boy up real quick, though. The colors on this are purple rain with uh, pink slime and then raindrop potion accents. (laughs) A lot of new colors dropping here soon, too, because the team has, like, all been working together, like, There's certain weeks where all four guys out there are just prepping color together sleeving stuff and There's just we have this color rack. That's full now. It's just like everything's changing so much I'm like whoa dude like this is getting to the level where like I might be able to really do what I've always wanted to do and like have like the options like of like all the different colors and pieces and not be like such in a box sometimes Um, It's It doesn't feel real like, it, like, I know that I did all this, and, like, I worked hard, and I planned, and I organized. But it still, I sit here and go, like, how is this like this? Like, how is this all, like, actually working right now? And, yeah, we have some things we're still dealing with, and we have little hiccups here and there as far as dealing with, like, local government stuff. But, like, I can't even get hung up on it anymore. I just have to be proud of what we've done, you know? There's always going to be things that set you back or make you feel a little bit overwhelmed or underappreciated but man most most of the time if you can like find where you're can be proud of yourself where you're doing good damn dude like i'm like this is crazy this is working i'm nervous to leave the shop though leave all four of these guys here without my supervision they'll be all right but i'm still like i won't be there to fix anything Luckily, the new guy that we have working here, Pat D, he's, like, super educated. He knows, like, I mean, he probably knows more than me, to be quite honest. He's a very educated person when it comes to glass. He's a skilled glass blower that knows what he's doing. Um, But he just, he's very knowledgeable, so it gives me a little bit of peace of mind. I'm like, all right, like, if there's a leak at a propane line or if there's something weird going on with the kiln or whatever, like, he'll be able to fix it and I won't have to worry. It's crazy how things worked out i never like i've known pat for five years and like 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 i've already like it's just crazy to like i I never expected to hire him he came over to hang out one day and while we were all blowing glass and check out the new studio and then there was like a couple stations open he's like oh you're like is anyone working there like who's this and like oh i was like we we hope to hire a few more people over the next couple years and like build the team up And he's like, dude, he's like, I'd I'd be down to come help you guys. And I'm like, fuck, dude, because that's exactly what it is. He's not like working for us. He's here helping us. That's how I see it. And that's like, that's why for me, even when people like talk to me, even people I don't know come over here, like inspectors or fucking regional building, whatever, and talk to them. I'm like, I always say the guys I work with, like, I don't say my employees, because to me, it's like, it's not even like that. It's not even like people that I'm telling what to do. It's like, these are the people I work with. Um, and I think that dynamic really helps <clears throat> cause you don't like, at least for me, because I, I, like, I like to feel like we're all like a team and together in this, I don't want to feel like I'm the captain and then they're just rolling the oars. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not the vibe I want for what we're trying to grow here. Um, we're gonna take a dab of some downshift from green dot on the super nail on this regular, Fourteen millimeter blooper. Really enjoy smoking these. They're fun. So different than an RBR. Um God, RBRs though, dude, they're just fucking so buttery and like little just like just how effortless they whip water. Yeah, alright, let's try a dab on this though. With this big nail I like to put it right at the cut so it doesn't get stuck on the outside. Whoa, 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 well that downshift. <laughs> oh <coughs> my God. Whoa, hazelnut gas. That's what it is. Whoa. <coughs> oh my God. <coughs> First stab of the day. <coughs> Man. hmm wow yeah so if you don't know why do people call them bloopers i didn't invent a blooper i didn't make up the name i made bloopers for a decade pretty much because certain pieces i make make a blooping sound um and it's that's where the name comes from is the actual sound it's just the sound of the water draining through that disc or however you made your pipe bloop typically it's a disc with holes popped in it mine are is a disc with the edges cut off it and then i seal it to the wall and it creates a hole once it's welded to the wall um but that blooping sound there you go blooping there's the sound wow man this super nail, dude this giant nail is so fun I almost want Evan Shore to make me another one of these, but with, like, a shorter neck, so it, like, pretty much looks like a regular nail, just has, like, a giant bucket. Um, Because it doesn't need to go out that far. It could come in a little bit closer and still be safe. (coughs) But this is, like, my favorite nail to smoke, and I always remember that when I, like, bust it out, because I'm always like, I haven't smoked that nail in a while, or I need a 14, and then I smoke, and I'm like, damn, that thing fucking works so goddamn good. It really does. The airflow on it's great for, like, recyclers or really any pipe and i would say airflow is always preference but for me i love a higher airflow whereas like some of my guys like they like the more like restrictive airflows everyone has their preference for me it's like i need airflow so that i can actually get the dab in if it's too restricted i'm gonna cough wicked hard because like i just i'm not good at taking big dabs i'm not good at like smoking hash so for me i gotta get it in quick um i can't have this prolonged hit happening uh, it will just make me cough that much longer. Um, I practice every day with smoking hash, um, but it's something that I've been working on for about 10 years now, and I'm uh, just not... Gra- I'm better than I was, but that could just because maybe the quality of hash in smoking is better now, and I'm taking it at more appropriate temperatures. I think that, man, maybe 10 years ago when I first started smoking hash, if I would have had like, temp readers and the fire rosin, I probably could have taken way bigger dabs then, Um, cause inherently, I mean, smoking, anything's gotta be like, wear you down after a while. You smoke a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? I blow glass all day. I'm inhaling fucking gases and fucking probably powder pieces of glass and stuff. So like my lungs are probably tired as shit, but that's why I was like, man, I could have been a better dad or if I was more educated back in the day, dude. But did any of us really know, dude, most of us were like, if it ain't red, it ain't ready. Like we took red hot dads on titanium, bro. And, like, the hash we were smoking, who knows if it was even hash, dude? Who knows what that was? Until I was making it myself, most of the stuff I was getting in New York from third parties, I was like, man, I don't even know what this is. This smells crazy. It doesn't even look, it looks gross. It's black. Like, you ever gotten, like, stuff like that looks like black reclaim hash? Like, we're talking 2010, 2009. We're talking right after the fucking housing collapse and the end of the world for most older people we were just then all the kids we i didn't know what was going on i was just trying to find hash in the woods literally in the woods that's where like half these people would want to meet and i'm like i can go to my buddy's house and just buy some weed hang out on his couch and smoke a blunt and then for some reason this guy that like has hash like wants to meet on like like a very weird place i always felt like i was gonna get like robbed Uh, a lot of the time though i'll tell you what like the hash, it didn't even really get me that high. I think what was getting me high was like coughing so hard. Like it was like fucking the blood rushing to your head, not being able to breathe. Like, I don't think I really had an awesome high on hash that I was like, damn, that's like perfect until I moved to Colorado. Um, I smoked good hash in New York too. But again, I think it's an education thing where like the hash smelled really good, looked really good, but we were throwing it on really hot nails. So it was like, kind of like, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, that dinner smells great and looks great, but if you like incinerate it after and before you eat it, like if you burn it to a crisp before you eat it, you're like let me cook it one more time, like then it ruins. Like you don't get any of that flavor. You're not able to experience the why it smelled good. So I don't think I really had like super tasty dabs. So I moved to Colorado because well, it was actually probably about five months before I moved to Colorado I had some tasty dabs. I actually remember this because. I got a carb cap in 2013. I got a carb cap from Task Rock. The guy from Highly Educated, he gave me a domus cap and a nail. And I never had a highly educated nail. I always had China, like or import stuff. And he gave me one at a trade show. Cause he was like, you don't have one of my nails? He's like, you need one of my nails. He opened his backpack, gave it to me. And when I brought it home, I, I invited my friend over. And I was like, bro. I was like, I got a top with, I got a frying pan with a top. I was like, look at this little top for the frying pan, bro. And he was, he didn't understand it. I was like, bro, we can take like dabs that like, a wait, we don't have to wait so long. That was more my head, my head back in 2013 was like, we don't have to wait so long. Cause like, it's like, you only heat a titanium a little bit. They throw the dab on there and cap it. Um, Cause when you get it, I don't know, like, oh, man, it was crazy. We took our first dab with a carb cap. I remember the cloud of smoke and how different it felt. I remember how different it made my pipe feel. Um, cause I had just started blowing glass and I had been smoking. Oh my God. Am I mixing up time front lines here? Dude, this is okay. Yeah. Cause like prior for like, cause I started dabbing in like 2010. How are we doing it then? We definitely had nails. I remember we had glass nails with domes for a little bit. We had these like titanium fucking like, um, skillet things that would like swing under like a nozzle that like would just suck the smoke up. Um, what was the nickname for that style of function though? Cause like monkey that throws poop or MTP, that glass blower, he used to make this thing called a birdhouse, which was like a ball, like a glass ball with like a little shelf of glass right here with a hole popped. And you would heat up that little shelf and put your dab on there and you would pull the smoke and it would just go through that like little ball, like dome thing. Cause like I used to make like one of the first rigs I made was a Snorlax rig. Uh, a lot of the, my early stuff was like stuff from world of warcraft or pokemon or whatever um so like i made this snorlax rig and snorlax had his arm out and there was a hole in his palm like in his hand and then there was a pokeball in front of him and you put a nail in the pokeball and then you heat up the nail and you put the dab on the nail and the nail is completely exposed it's like there's no neck going to it it's just like a piece of hot glass like pretty much like you're fucking hitting hot mount it was a free base and shit but like that's that nail would just be sitting there. and then if you pulled on Snorlax, like if you were hitting the piece, the air would suck through his hand. So if his hand was right by that nail, the smoke would literally be like right here and then it would suck into his hand. It looked like a magic trick because like Snorlax sitting there and the smoke's sucking through his arm and then into your, up, then like up into like obviously the mouthpiece, and you get to enjoy it. So a lot of the nails early in the day, like back in the day, man, they were, they were like glass domes. That's what we were doing. We we're using our thumbs on the domes. So when you put a glass dome on and you have like a little titanium nail in there or a glass nail, you can cap it with your thumb a little bit. But I remember like the first time I had like that vortex titanium cap. Now that should change the game. Cause like a real carb cap. Cause before we just had domes and we were like sticking our thumbs over them and shit. They were like carving it ourselves. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, how things have changed. You know it's progress with this industry it's like when i got into it i felt like i was late i was like damn i'm really late but that was 10 years ago 10 years ago i was like "Damn, i like i'm too late to the game it's already all happening or happened and then like now i'm like man it's come so far and i also think there's so much more improvement and farther we can go i think in all aspects of this industry there's always room for improvements you know what i mean like it always can be better and there's a group of people out there that are trying to make it better. But I do feel this absence of like a certain portion of our industry where like between 2013 to 2015, like there was like a couple years there when I was in Denver here where it was like, dude, there was high times cannabis cups. Like I swear a couple times a year there was seshes all the time. There was so much happening. Like people were traveling out of state cause Colorado had just got legalized in 2014. So it was like, people were coming here just to like, it was like an Amsterdam in the U S and like now we're coming up on like, it has been like nine years since legalization. And now it's like, I feel like a lot of that party's kind of like faded. I feel like it's maybe it's just me aging and getting older and not following all what's going on. But at the same time, I don't see the same amount of people as interested in the Terps. It feels like, does that sound crazy? I don't feel like I see as many people that are like hyped up on genetics and like, all these things. It's like, I don't know if people are just like worn down and tired and just life's got them. And so they can't focus on like the fun cannabis stuff like that anymore. But like, I see like a little bit of like an absence of there's a, was a group of people in our industry that were much more abundant. Um, and I was part of that group of people. I'm still here. I'm still doing it, but I even see it kind of all the way through my peers, colleagues, friends, people grow up. They had kids. They don't smoke anymore. This happened. I'm like, dude, but there's always people that are like, you know, coming, new people coming into the scene. That's the one thing that like, gives me a lot of hope when I see, like, all the new glass floors or I see, like, just, like, new, I guess, influencer people pop up and they're doing their thing. But it's, like, so different. I feel like a lot of the new people popping up don't have the same connection to that, like, heady, high-end glass that, like, I was striving to get to. When I first moved to Denver, dude, like, you'd see, like, someone walking through a party holding an elbow dino, and everyone would be like, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa that's an elbow. That's an elbow dyno right there. Like it was a big deal. It was fucking cool. It's, I still think it is, but like it was, it just seemed like such a different thing. I don't even go to parties anymore to be honest though. So maybe that's still happening. You know, a lot of this could be the perspective of someone who is very busy themselves, even though I'm doing this all day, I'm smoking, I'm like doing things that are focused around this industry but that could sometimes maybe take my attention away from like the actual industry and what's going on. Who knows? But I just feel like maybe part of it too might be that Instagram changed since 2014, like 2014, 2013. Instagram was a totally different fucking thing than it is now. I think that maybe social media changed a bunch. I think there's a lot of factors that have affected how the industry is today. Obviously like anything, um, but I think everything's still strong, but I just want to see like people as excited about the seeds and stuff too. It's weird, man. I just feel like maybe I'm not following the right people. You know, I always try to go back to maybe it's something I'm doing because maybe the information's there. I'm just not seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I'm not going to be like all in and just go, yeah, it's people are gone, but it just seems like the same, you know, it's changed, which isn't that part of it though. All industries change. When I came into it, I bet so many of the older heads that have been in it since the early two thousands were like in twenty fourteen were like, Fuck dude, like all these kids, they don't even know about the real what it was actually like in the early two thousands or the nineties, like when it was like you were know, the people were selling things on like like during like concerts and shit and like going to different types of like music events and selling pipes there. It's all changed so much. I think hash has really changed the industry too, obviously. I I mean you got to think when I started, like everything had mail joints on it, you know, for some reason from 2012 to about 2014, everyone was like, oh, male jointed pieces. Like it's got to have a male joint on it. So you can stick the domus nail on there. <coughs> and then about 2015, 2016, it starts shifting. That was one of the reasons I switched up the RBR2 in 2016 and made it from the bell recycler to the refined bell recyclers because the bell recyclers all had mail joints. <coughs> and I was like, I want to put female joints on these now because the industry's changing and like the nails are different we've got quave club bangers now and stuff like that so you know it all correlates and like why things changed but but i think hash has been a big part of it too because a lot of the pieces i'm making are hash driven pieces obviously like if you're smoking hash all day you're like oh like when a piece is carb capped and how it hits and like i want to do this adjustment so it hits like this you care about all that stuff but maybe in the early days it wasn't so much about that. It was more about the culture of the scene and just like the music and like the art. And I think that maybe now it's much more, if you did a poll on Instagram and peop ask people what they care more about the, the art of the piece or the function, majority of people are going to vote function nowadays. They're just like, they they want performance over how it looks like and how in my head, I always look at it as like, yeah, I pick performance too. I'll, I'll paint the car later. Just make sure that car is fast and can fucking drive. Like, I'll, I'll, I just want performance first and then I'll paint the car. Um, but now as I grow as like someone who's learning a lot and who's creating this and making this glass, I'm like, I have all these ideas that are much more, I would feel like art focused, but still have that function. Like they'll they'll have the performance, but that's always been my progression. I think my goal with like building this glass was to like focus first on performance function and how this piece feels and then work my way up to be able to put that type of engine and like the most beautiful like body basically like, so like, whereas like back in the day I used to make the analogy where like I would go and smoke these crazy heady pieces, like a hundred thousand dollar rig or whatever it was. And like in my head, I'm like, it looks like a Ferrari, but it feels like it has a Honda motor in it or something. So I'm not hating on Honda. I'm just trying to make an example, but you know, it just didn't feel like the motor matched the car. Is how I used to feel with pieces back in the day. And, like, in my head, I was, like, man, so, like, if I can get the performance down and then I can get good enough to make these beautiful art pieces, then it's the whole package. You got the fucking full Ferrari. You got it. Um, and it's nice to do episodes like this and remind myself, because I have days where I forget what I'm doing. I'm, like, what am I doing here? Like, what's my goal here? Like, I love blowing glass. I love smoking weed, but, like, what's what's the goal? Like, I like buying tools, but what's really what's the goal? That is the goal, is to try and make, you know – eventually make crazy, crazy high end, like art style sculptural pieces. But with the performance of like my functionals, like, cause when I look at these, these are beautiful. These are the shaping on these like, and, but they're a performance piece. Like these things are transparent in a way where they're there to show you it all working and what it's doing. Um, they're designed for performance. Obviously they have an elegance to them in the shaping and stuff. And there's art in that too. But when I'm talking about art, I'm talking about something that someone that has no idea about glass pipes at all, doesn't know anything about our industry, can see it and go, oh, that's a beautiful sculpture or like that, like that shape or like the the way that's built, like look at it and be like very intrigued by it and have no idea it's a pipe. This was something that was really popular in like the early to mid 2000s. We'd eat, actually have shows in New York City you'd go to there'd be pipe shows there and all the pipes displayed would be stuff that didn't look like a pipe. Like it just looked like glass sculptures, but everything was smokable because in that time it was still kind of in that transition period where like smoking, like you had to be, you still have to be low key about it in some places, but like cannabis is much more accepted nowadays than it was 10 years ago. So, and during that period it was kind of like part of this, the idea was like, Oh, make pipes that no one can tell is a pipe, you know, like, so when you look at these, even if you're not educated, you're gonna be like, oh, that, that looks like trouble. You know, I don't know, it's like something, doing doing drugs or something, or it's a pipe, or it's a bong, or whatever. Like, someone, like most people will know what they're looking at, even if it doesn't look like anything they have ever seen. They'll have an idea. They might appreciate the color, they might appreciate the craftsmanship, but at the end of the day, what it is might turn them off from how special it really is. And I'm talking about a perspective of someone who doesn't smoke weed or collect glass. Um, but yeah, let's take a dab on the, the bigger bub. Yeah, man, I remember like 420 on 2012, I fucking, me and Cassie were like sitting in our little fucking, we lived in a two car garage that was like turned into a very small house. And we were sitting there and we like looked on Instagram and we saw that like there was a fucking show happening in New York city. And we had just moved home from New York city like three months prior and we've been missing the city really bad. And we lived about five hours from New York City. New York State is huge. You and like, I lived probably five hours from New York City, and I was still two hours from the border to Canada. It's like how big that state is. It's insane. Um. Well, I uh, was looking at Instagram, and I was like, God, I was like, there's, just, I was a like, cast. There's a show happening in New York City today at three o'clock. It's like three to ten and i was like it's in new york city it's like right by your old school in manhattan in soho um, right near chinatown kinda and we saw that our friends were going to we had two friends that i don't think they blow glass anymore um bums me out so many people that i know that i started with have quit or moved on they got they went back to college or whatever then there's evan that dropped out of high school in 10th grade and just hasn't stopped making bongs um but yeah um, but I'm doing pretty good with that, so it's all right. Um, but, yeah, and I was like, we, we did something spontaneous. We're like, let's get in the car. Let's fucking drive to New York City. Let's go to this show. Oh, man, let me take a dab, and I'll tell you about that. Because that was that was a journey and a really fun show, and I met some cool people there. Um, let me take a dab of some of this. Maybe this raspberry parfait. I could go for something a little bit more fruity right now. Well. little raspberry cream turps kind of that's what it smells like smell a little bit of like something like gassier og in here though and that's probably what's going to give it that parfait flavor that's what's going to give it the uh pastry turps so when you have something very sweet and floral mixed with an og it turns that kind of og flavor instead of a gas and the sweet and floral kind of like mixes with that gas and makes the gas taste more like a pastry or a bread or butter or saltiness. That's where you get those, like, cookie strains or Girl Scout cookies and stuff. It's those weird, uh, hybrids and mixes that give you some of those really unique pastry flavors. I'm just gotta get my fucking marble out of here. Here we go again. Damn, dude. Alright. Alright. Damn, I really can't see. I just going to... I don't know what my options are here, guys. I'm not too stoned to actually get the fucking turp Pearl. I I think I keep hitting it, but I, it's so dark in there, I don't even know. Too high for this. Oh, I felt a marble for sure. Oh, damn, dude. Whatever. This thing probably won't even spin. It's a pillar. I, I can't even, though. I can't try to get that Pearl anymore. It's too hard. That's not good content, just watch me dig through a fucking ISO container behind a fucking fourteen inch tall piece. Um But yeah, we hadn't been to New York City in like a few months and like we we really fell in love with that place. We just you know, life we, we were fucking very, very poor. We were poor when we moved there, poor while we were there, and we couldn't uh we couldn't afford to live there anymore really couldn't it just it was just too expensive um but yeah we made the trip down in our car I was like stoked the car made it just driving through New York City again was like I never driven I lived in New York City and I never drove there I always rode the fucking subway um I never took a cab in New York City I always just rode the subway or skateboarded. um so driving a car through Manhattan I was like wow New York City is so different in a car like it's like, this is crazy, it's just it's a totally different thing. And I remember there was a guy from Iowa in front of me, and uh, he was like, kept hitting his brakes too much, and like, it was so such busy traffic, and I just like, ran into the back of him. <laughs> he got out of his car and looked at me, and I didn't get out of my car, I just waved to him. I was like, yeah, we're good, don't worry. It was very light, <laughs> he went and looked at his car, and then just looked at me, and he was like, whatever. But so, nothing happened, like, I like, hit his little toe ball thing, barely at very low, it was, like, very low, like, I wasn't driving, we were, like, at a stop, and we were, like, like inching forward through fucking, you know, Manhattan traffic, and I bumped his ball. My car had a little dinger, but it's, it's all right, um, but we got to the show, and I remember just, like, meeting some of these bigger glass glassblowers that I only knew through social media and through their artwork, and these are people that I used to sell their glass when I worked in a head shop and stuff, and it was just so surreal for me, because, like, they're people I really looked up to, and that, like, I was like, man, someday it'd be so cool to like be an artist and do like shows like this and stuff. You know, everything looks pretty from far away. Everything looks beautiful from far away. That kind of idea where it's like, even though the the idea of something might sound amazing, when you actually get into it and start doing shows or galleries, you realize how hard it is for artists and how much it. Like, it's just it's challenging. Uh, but whatever. I met I met um I met Germ there. Um, I met. Um, Oh my God, what was his name? J O P Jop. Jop. Um, I met Zach P, which Zach P was my favorite artist at the time. Um, I just loved all the gears and like the like zombie, like the heads and the weird like brains and all the stuff he did. He just did like this very like steampunk, like dark, kind of like sinister, but not even sinister. It's like it was dark but goofy. I don't even know how to explain it. Zach P, just Zach P's work, just super cool. Um, so I got to meet like a bunch of artists that I really looked up to and just talking to them for a few minutes and it made it all feel real. I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I think I could be a glassblower. That was a turning point. That was like, I, my torch was supposed to arrive four days after that show. I went to that show on 420. The torch, I think arrived the 24th and then we had it hooked up by the 29th of April. And then I, every day from there on out, when I got home from landscaping or doing construction, I was on that torch. Um, just practicing, working at it. Um, and then literally a year after that, I was moving to Colorado. Six months after I got that torch, that same year, I like, oh no, it was a year later. Damn. No, I'm mixing things up. Damn, dude, it's been a weird 10 years. 11 years. Whoa. Okay. So I got my torch the following April, but I remember that show, like, literally, like, motivating me and being like, I can do this. And then after that show, I actually met a glass blower. That's what happened. And I started getting more of an inside view of how it all works and how to do things. And then the following April in 2013, I got my, uh, I got my mirage and started going every day after that. And then six months after that show, I, or six months after I got my torch, I went to my first show. And then a few months after that, moved to Denver and then yeah, dude, just been grinding here doing things ever since. Um, there's my dad. I was like, I thought I already scooped it off. (coughs) Alright. Do I need to stand up for this? Jeez, it's kind of a big piece. I need to stand up for this. It's just a weird height with the table and everything. Yeah, that pillar doesn't spit at that giant fucking Dale. Whoa. Raspberry. Parfait. (coughs) Really heavy on the, uh, raspberry. Wow. Holy cow. Hmm. Really makes you think. People keep walking by the studio, like the window and talking and it keeps tripping me out. I'm like, what if they know I'm high? What if they know I'm smoking weed, bro? I get low. I get quiet. <clears throat> I, didn't, I don't think I told you guys about this. I went to a fucking, uh, this party. It was like an after party for a class that was happening down here in the Springs. And um, I brought the six foot RBR over to the, uh, the after party there because there was a bunch of people. And I was like, this would be a good place to bring this and hurt someone. Like, see if, you know, see what happens. So I brought it over to this like party, brought it in, set it up. Um I wasn't even gonna take a dab at all like i didn't I didn't want to. I was like, you know I have to leave here in like an hour like I don't like driving um super stoned um and I was like i'm not I'm not gonna take a dab but then when we got it all set up, I felt like I had to show everyone it was possible because a few people stepped up to the plate and tried to hit it and they like without a dab or anything they were just trying to get it to like stack to the top and they were like couldn't i was like you know what i was like i gotta step up show everyone what's possible so they can achieve the same thing so i still got stood up there we did the did a dab oh my god i'm stoned right now that raspberry hit me in a really weird way um we're using the giant nail on this huge fucking rbr and i told everyone before i took a dab i was like listen um i was like i'm a parent i have to leave here in a little bit do not ninja dab me. I was like, I'm going to take a small dab just to show you guys that it does work when it's all capped and filled with water. And I think that that encourages them to ninja dab me because so they put probably a gram on there. It was disgusting. It was so much. Good hash. Dude, I, I like I couldn't do the whole thing. I just kept hitting it. I was like, I'm done. Like, that's all I'm doing. And I even looked at, I was like, whoever ninja dabbed me, I'm sorry if I wasted a bunch of your hash. Like I, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. I actually asked not to, um, Jesus Christ. I was so stoned though. And then I climbed down off the fucking sesh stool. Cause you know, you got to get on a stool to smoke that six footer. And now everyone wants to start trying the rig. But then there's also like a lot of people that have been waiting to talk to me. So like, now I'm like, like, so stoned, like, more stoned than I've ever been on this podcast. Like, the type of stoned I was where I was, like, terrified. I was having a panic attack, basically. And even people that knew me there that didn't talk to me, that know me personally, like, people that work here at the studio and stuff, like, Cormac was there. I think... Oh, yeah, Pat D. Like, three of the guys that work here were there, and they didn't talk to me at all. They just saw me across the room, and... They said the next day to me, they're like, I saw your face, dude. Like, you were like, you that, you looked like you were having a rough time. I was like, bro. I was like, I had to talk to a bunch of new people that were excited to talk to me. And I was so stoned, dude. Like, some weird things happened. So, first thing, I climbed down off this thing. And this guy's like, hey, what's up, Evan? And I was like, oh, what's your name? He's like, I'm, I'm Kyle. I was like, what's up, Kyle? My name's Evan. And he was like, all right. Like, I was like, fuck dude. Like, I'm, you know, my cause you said it. So that was a really weird interaction. And then this dude came up to me and talked to me and he looked like this guy, Trevor, that I know from many years ago, like from 2014 and 15 when I first moved here. And, um, he's a glass blower and he happens to be, uh, in a wheelchair. Cause I don't think his legs work. Um, and his glass bowling name is cripple hill glass. And he, this, he comes up to me and talks to me and I didn't know it was Trevor. I'm like, I go, I was so high though too, dude. Like he had to understand, like he was, he was chill. He knew I was wicked stone, but I was like, I was like, what, what I was like, what's your name, dude? And he goes, he goes, Evan. He's like, we've met like so many times over the last 10 years. I'm like, Oh shit, Trevor, Cripple Hill Glass. What's up, dude? But I didn't say Trevor, actually. This is what I said. I said, Oh shit, Cripple Hill. I didn't even say Glass. I just said Cripple Hill. And his last name's Hill. I think his name's like Tyler or Trevor Hill. And there's like a, these two girls, like blonde hair girls, that don't know me. I don't think they know Trevor. They're just like standing across from us. And they both, like, one girl looks at her friend and goes, What the fuck? And like, looking at me, like, because a dude in a wheelchair just came up to me. And I was like, Cripple Hill. I just like said something like that. And I think that they thought I was being really insensitive, but I was actually saying his glass boy name. And Trevor knew. He was like, Yeah, what's up, dude? And then we talked for like a half hour. And he actually made me feel like better because I was like, Okay, someone I know, I'll just talk to him to calm down. And he even like cracked a joke. He's like, He's like, How many glass do you know in wheelchairs in Colorado? And I was like, I was like, Bro, I don't assume everyone in a wheelchair. Is this ever the same person, dude? Like, I just, I don't even know, bro. I don't even know anymore. Um, I'm excited to have him over to the studio too, though. I was like, "Damn, dude, you come all the way down to the Springs?" Because I always met him in Denver. I'm not sure where exactly. I pretty sure he lives up there. Um, and then after that, like, people want I like every time I'd walk, like, someone else would stop me and like want to talk for a bit, and I was just like, kept having like the most awkward interactions, and I was like, sick. The one time I go out, like, all these people are just, like, interacting with me, and their, their fucking memory of us meeting is gonna be me just being really stoned and wicked awkward. I'm like, I look like I have a problem, dude. I fucking, those kids dabbed me up too hard. I was also, like, really tired. I was so stoned, though, dude. I had to, like, go out to my car and call my wife and just be like, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Like, you wanna talk for a little bit? Because I'm wicked stoned. I could not leave. Um, oh, yeah, and then, like, People kept giving me like mushrooms and hash. Like I had this hoodie, that was just like full of stuff. (coughs) I have a six foot bong in my front seat, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. I was like, I'm a parent, bro. Like I'm gonna. I was like, I was, I was freaking out. I was like, oh dude, I'm gonna get in trouble. Luckily, my studio is literally walking distance from this studio. Like we're right next to where the class is being held. Is right next to our new studio. That's why I went. That's why I brought the six-footer, because I wouldn't bring the six-footer far. It's just a huge, ridiculous piece. It's very difficult to move that thing around. Um, And you can't hide it. You know what I mean? You can't, like, discreetly bring it into a building. It's like, here's this huge piece of glass. Um, So, luckily, I was, like, walking distance. I was able to just jump over to our studio. I was, like, I brought the six-footer over here. Like, all this hash and stuff people gave me. And I just, like, up, just locked that all up in my locked cabinet and just, like, Go home without any of this crazy paraphernalia on me and shit, dude. Oh, my God. You don't even ask for it. People are so sweet, though. They just... I just give all the mushrooms I get to my mom, though. Because she just likes to... She just likes them, you know? Eat mushrooms. Go fucking kayak with some manatees. You know, that's... That's living. Dude, that's pretty cool. It's like, it's incredible, like, how affordable some things in life are. You know? Almost the best things in life are free, right? Um, but I'm excited. We're, we actually, we're about to go see my parents. I don't know if it's manatee season, but we're definitely going to go try and kayak some, some of them. I'll do some mushrooms and be like, yo, my mom's been talking to you guys. What's up? This is where we're at at the end of the podcast, just so you guys know. We're talking about manatees and hypothetical conversations. But it was really wild, though, bringing that six foot around, seeing people try it. There was a couple of people there that didn't even need the tool. They were like six foot seven and six foot five. There was like two different people. And I was like, Jesus, these, these are big fucking people, dude. Like, I don't care what you say. Like some of these people are like giants don't never existed. I was like, giants still exist. It's a perspective thing, bro. You could take someone that's from a part of the world where people on average are like just about five foot. And then you could take someone from around the world where people average seven foot. And that's going to look like a giant to a five foot person. You're going to be like, holy fuck, that's a giant. Like, it's so crazy. So I basically saw giants smoking my giant RBR. They're like, oh, perfect size. Oh, man. Isn't it crazy that the reason the Cyclops story pretty much got made up was because people were mistaking elephant and mammoth skulls? Because a mammoth skull, like, the way they look, it looks like a fucking Cyclops. It looks like a human skull with one big eye. Dragons were real. But I think the Romans were digging up some fucking dinosaur bones and be like this was definitely a dragon but yeah so dude (laughs) i'm too stoned dude i have to go it's too much now my brain's all over the place i'm scattered i'm all scattered brain we were kind of together for the first 40 minutes or so and then we just kind of after i took that raspberry dab and tried to talk about the six footer at that party i almost was having flashbacks of my anxiety from how awkward i was being i started you know when like If you guys have ever been just, like, sitting and, like, randomly think of, like, something awkward you did from, like, years ago, where you're like, fuck, I looked like such an idiot, like, why did I do that? Like, I just did that to myself, and now I'm going to be thinking about it all day. Well, this was episode 123 of the podcast. Follow up on our Instagrams, and make sure you check out our website, bmsglass.com, and sign up for that newsletter because it's going to be the best way to see when the drops are happening because Instagram algorithm does not always work so good. Um, thank you if you made it this far in the podcast. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you next time. Whoa.